0: What is up, guys? RLTK Podcast in the studio with John.
1: Hello. And Chris. What up? What up?
2: Pleasant day. Absolutely pleasant
1: day. It was just Earth Day, wasn't it? It was. Mm.
2: Thank you, Earth.
1: And speaking of Earth, I had a vegan plate the other day. Mm. Facts. Hey, that's what I'm talking so about. So you Let's ate go. chicken.
2: So you ate the Earth No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't chicken, bro. It was fake chicken. Look, okay, look. Let It's me soy something. chicken. Don't I, be saying fake
0: chicken. It's soy. fake
1: chicken it's fake disrespectful first of all you have i don't know what they put in vegetables to make something taste like chicken but i just I'm told you it's soy good. chicken any it's chicken not that chicken. ain't
2: fried chicken is soy as in soy
1: milk chicken is that what you're saying because <laughs> i
2: don't think i
0: know soy is milk you know what? We're not. So getting these into chickens
2: this. came from plants. <laughs> <laughs> we,
1: <laughs> we ain't getting into,
2: into this. We ain't into this right dust now. You shall <laughs> oh, Funny, it tastes like dust. <laughs> can't,
0: <laughs> can't take y'all nowhere. All right. All right. Can't take, can't put y'all on a podcast. Man, can't take y'all out, out to dinner. Today? You know what <laughs> I'm saying? All right. What are we talking about today? All right. All right cool. Mm-hmm. So let's dive in, man. Uh, Gen Z, uh, an incredible generation, inspiring in many ways, mm-hmm. and. I know that we have high hopes for them. They have high hopes for themselves, obviously, probably higher hopes than any of us have. But I think one of the things that we've commonly seen uh, across the board with them is this need for, or at least we think, this need for wisdom. Yeah. Mm. Right? And so um, this generation has an incredible amount of knowledge, right?
2: 100%. We would all agree. Absolutely. Technology.
0: All the stuff, the internet, right? That They came of age when the internet was coming of age, right? And now this yes. is just consuming content, all these different social media platforms. But mm-hmm. uh, then there's this this really strange word called wisdom that I think a lot of times we miss what that thing even means. Yeah. Mm. And I think if we can understand it as influencers and we can we can do something to mm-hmm. really help this generation be all that they're supposed to be. So uh, my question for you guys is why does Gen Z need this thing called wisdom. Mm.
1: Mm. Um, well, for me, when I when I think about uh, wisdom, I think about a uh, an interesting perspective that uh, reveals a nature that is unescapable. So uh, it shows that, like you see it this way, but this is how it is. And You gotta be able to figure out how mm. to apply your life to how that nature is.
2: So wisdom is like a truth that's inescapable. Yes, absolutely.
1: Mm. It reveals that truth that's not a, that you can't escape. It's you a can't truth change. that you
2: can't you can't Google wisdom. Right. That's the point, right? Mm. Yeah.
1: And so, and that's why we say that they need it because mm. they don't have that type of experience. Mm. You no, know, it's a difference. It's a difference between being exposed to something and then understanding what that meant. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Exposure versus experience. Yeah, and mm. so that's mm. that's what I think when I hear wisdom. It's applying that type of truth that that helps you shape your perspective. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's really good, man. Yeah, I think too. I mean, just from a a practical standpoint, mm. um, there's lots of things that Gen Zers could do that I couldn't do. If they want to figure out how to fix something, they can get on YouTube quite easily and find someone that can teach them how to fix the thing that's causing them frustration. I can't tell you how many things I tore up and tore apart when I was a kid trying to fix them because I didn't have YouTube or mm-hmm. and an adult yeah. around to help me out. Because that's how you learn stuff when you were a kid. You either trial and error it or an adult with some knowledge showed you or a mm. kid with some knowledge. You know, someone showed you how to do something. You either explored it and figured it out or someone showed you. Mm. And so there's a lot of trial and error in there. And, and part of the error is you know what doesn't work, mm. right? Mm. And when you're in a generation and all you know is what does work because no one puts YouTube videos out, here's how to totally mess up your project, <laughs> right? Yeah. All, you ever, all you ever see on YouTube is perfect tries the first time. Mm. And so you have a generation, I think, that thinks they have to be perfect all the time, mm. which is an immense amount of pressure and is why I feel so much for Gen Z because it's almost like they're a generation without excuse. They have the Internet. What's your excuse? You could Google it, right? But anyone can Google information, but this experience, this understanding, like, for instance, I can Google or, or YouTube How to skateboard and get all sorts of videos, but until I get on a skateboard and I fall off and I experience the pain, really, the wisdom's not there, just the information on it. Yeah, like
0: when you busted up your hand the other day?
2: Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. (laughs) That thing was blue, dog. Oh, dude. But you know what? Anyone who skates knows, like, one of the rules is, like, there's also, there's like a, I don't know, like, a credibility in falling.
0: Yeah, like battle scars?
2: Yeah, you know, like, oh, man, he fell and he got back up. There's, like, a resilience to it. And so it's almost a culture if you've ever, you know, and I'm not an expert in skate culture or anything like that, but I do know that that's true. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what I'm getting at, right? Like, you might know how to do things right, but you don't have the understanding of what doesn't work. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I think, and
0: knowing how to do something right, and then actually doing it right, are two different things. Exactly. Uh, so hearing you guys say this, uh, something came to mind. I'm thinking of a Gen Z in particular that we all know. I just won't say their name on air, but sure. Um, they had made the point one time that they wanted the space, basically, to just make mistakes and mess up and not be judged for it. Because mm. I I was having a conversation with them, like, hey man, like. You know, you've got all these people around you you've kind of been what you've been through what you've been through maybe not exactly in the same way because your generation is very unique in in the way that it's experiencing growing up and maturing but still there are some common themes there and we right. can kind of help you in some of those things if you just listen mm-hmm. to what we have to say and it was more like well i don't really want to listen to what you have to say i just want to have the freedom to mm-hmm. make mistakes what do you guys think about that? Like, what what would your response be to a Gen Z that had something to say like that?
2: I mean, I think that's true of every generation. I never wanted to listen to my parents. Mm. One of my favorite songs growing up, like, the lyrics was, F you, I won't do what you tell me, mm. you know? Mm. And so I think every teenager has that kind of angst, you know? And it's like when parents tell you not to do stuff, but then they tell you the stories of all the stuff they did growing up. Oh, I went on a road trip and got completely smashed out of my mind on mushrooms and alcohol. Woo, mm. thank God I'm still here but you should never do those things. They're terrible. It's like, so there can be a legacy and a story of God saving you and bringing you through everything, but you don't ever want your children to have to experience something like that, Mm -hmm. right? Or like, I guess that's kind of my point. We live in a generation where the older people seem to value protecting kids from ever having experience. Mm. And so I think part of the reason they want experience is because they know deep down inside, you don't know nothing until you've experienced it. Mm. And as much as you can YouTube and Google something, you don't know nothing until you get out there and actually, you know, jump off the cliff.
0: And the age of the internet's probably exacerbated that some because if you think about it in the same way that they can now see how all these th- things are done correctly, parents can now see how so many things have gone wrong. Right. And so that protective aspect of what it means to be a parent now is even more heightened right right because now you can see all the different ways that things can happen to your children or things can go Mm -hmm. wrong or they can end up at a party doing this and doing that and it can lead down this obscure rabbit hole right yeah and it doesn't happen to a lot of people but now because of the internet like you have all these ways of seeing how something terrible could happen to your child yeah of course which means now even more so you're going to let them do even less exactly does that make sense exactly and so, yeah, that I can see that rub, right, that tension between a, uh, a teenager wanting to explore and then a parent being terrified to let their kid explore because now they know more about this world than they ever have. Yes. Hmm.
2: But all they know is information, right? Touche. So so, so here's, here's my point. What do you really know until you've experienced it? Well, the
0: same for the parent
2: too, right? But the, experience, the parent got to experience it. They got to evolve as a person, fall down, get back up, figure out life and they're still here and they're still okay but they don't want their children to they don't want to afford their children to have the same learning experiences that they did because they're afraid they might lose their children Hmm. what about those generations that told their kids to go off to war they weren't afraid to lose their children they had something more important that was in front of them and i think that's another thing with gen z like what's their important thing and they know that there hasn't been really you know the, the last great war i can think of you know Around 9-11, the war on terrorism, right? Which, what kind of war was that? But that's for another another conversation. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So what is their great cause? I think their great cause is looking at all of the stuff they've seen on the internet and say, Nah, fam, it stops with us. Hmm. Mm -hmm. We're going to fix it. Because they want to fix it. But again, how do you get out there and fix it? Without this experience, without this understanding, without this kind of throwing caution to the wind, and I think that that's the fault of the older influencers in the life of Gen Zers. They're afraid. They're afraid that something bad's going to happen to that those young people, mm. and so they're preventing the experiences.
0: So, what's the mm. balance in that? Like, what do you, as an influencer, what do you prevent, mm. and what do you let lie and let happen? You know what I'm saying?
2: I mean, what can you really prevent as a parent? I know as a teenager, there were all sorts of things my parents tried to prevent, but you know what? I'm a human, and I thought I was smarter than my parents. Hmm. I think every kid thinks that, and you know what? I figured out how to manipulate and get what I wanted. I figured out how to go behind my parents' back. I figured it out. And so I think this is the thing that's a little bit more dangerous now, though, is the stuff that these kids are figuring out they're figuring out with other adults because they have access to other adults on the internet or other older people, and they're almost like pursuing them more than their own parents. It's kind of like that movie we were watching recently where it clearly showed like the world that the kids were living in and the world yeah, that the parents were in. Yeah, it's completely
0: different. Yeah.
2: And so, and how the parents were completely oblivious as to what was actually going on. And so what can we prevent? Nothing. Hmm. It's actually foolish. Because wow. at some point, our kids are going to be like, F you, I won't do what you tell me. Right? Mm. I mean, that's most teenagers, I think. Mm. And so now, not those kids who grew up in, you know, good homes for the most part, but even kids who grew up in good homes we're seeing the influence of the Internet and, 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 and media and things like that, right? And so coaches, teachers, whatever, you know, you, you see a kid and then he comes back the next semester or the next practice or whatever. And he seems completely different. He's completely changed. Hmm. And so I think this is why when we began talking, why do they need wisdom? Because again, I was watching something recently and a phrase came out, uh, be curious rather than judgmental. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that really kind of illustrates the point we're getting at here. Let's have some curiosity with these kiddos before we just push them completely out the door write them Mm -hmm. off, and never have any opportunity to to influence them. Mm. So, yeah, I think it's a fallacy what we can prevent, which is why we need conversation, relationship, mentorship.
0: That's good. Mm. It's really good. Yeah, I think when we try and create this framework by which to keep young people safe, Mm. right and then we recognize cuz what you're saying is if i have this framework to keep young people safe to keep this young person in my life from making decisions that i made cuz i want them to 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 apply wisdom to their lives and it's not really application of wisdom it's me forcing wisdom on them right by creating these safeguards right. and boundaries by which they have to live their lives even though i didn't live my life by those boundaries and safeguards right So now you're telling me, essentially, throw those away. It's stupid. All right, cool. So how do I not fall into nihilism, like you said? And I think the answer is relationship, right? So if you have that communion, if you have that relationship with that young person, then there's going to be these opportunities to speak into their life in the way that you're wanting to. And what will happen is you'll find that they'll put those safeguards up themselves for themselves. True. Mm -hmm. It won't be your doing, but it will be because of your influence, Right, mm. and then, um thinking about what you said earlier, I was looking at a uh, an article here real quick. It's on a website called ey dot com and they're talking about Gen Z, yeah, and they're talking about like the dichotomies that we see in this generation, and one of them is uh, balancing global hopes for a better world with personal goals and achievements. Mm. and so Gen Z's taking a broad view of the world. And seriously considering their role in making it a better place, but also pragmatically concerned with their ability to get a ju- good job and support themselves. Right. And so, like, there's these two worlds that they're living in because they feel this pressure to, like, we need to change the world, man. And then they're like, well, mm. how am I going to feed my family? Exactly. And how am I going to pay my bills? And how am I going to go to college? Mm. So they're like, seeing all this stuff that they need to do, and yet at the same time, worried about the the potential of, what they need to do in the here, here and now. I
1: find that <clears throat> I find it interesting because uh, it's not I don't know why we put it in their hands to change the world. Like a lot of them just want to graduate high school, right and a lot of them just want to get their first car or True. finally True. leave mom and dad's house. or oh I got to my first dorm. You know what i'm saying right these are these are the conversations i'm having with gen zers and it it, this is why it's so important to be in their lives because i think about uh, poor communities real quick let's talk about that real quick the gen z is there don't focus on education they don't care about education why because their stomachs are empty so when they go to school they rush to get to school so they won't miss breakfast (laughs) because they're hungry and so, because when they go home, they won't have food there, or they have they have uh, a damaged home, mm. so they're not focused on school because they know, man, I gotta go home and deal with this, whatever's going on at home. Mm.
2: And so,
0: or you got those kids that stay at school till ten o'clock at night because they don't want to go home.
1: Exactly. Mm. And so, but mm. to, to or hitting
2: licks with their friends out in the streets. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly.
1: And so they're they're distracted on on the the gaps in their life and here's my point like why should they be more concerned about changing the world isn't isn't it our job to to do that and so to help gen zers it is is to help them it's for us to fill in the gaps in their life so if you're hungry let me feed you in the sense you get what i'm saying Mm -hmm. if your home is broken let me visit you get what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so because they have they want to do great things, but they're distracted with other things. So to help for for, for just, um, just ar- argument's sake, like if you want them to focus on education, make sure everything else in their life is in order. You get what I'm saying? If you want them to get a proper education, make sure that they do have food in their stomach and their household is somewhat secure. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? It's like kind of hard to t- be
2: like, "Hey, let me let me mentor you when they need a hamburger." Exactly. <laughs> so
1: it's like it's too much for them to think for. It's like, why put it in their hands? What we're doing right now is helpful, right? And this can help a Gen Zer. So why put all that pressure on them when all they need to focus on is the little bit they have in control? It's like it's like we say all the time we're not in control of everything, but we, what what but what we are in control of is our attitude and character. Yeah. And so they mm. shouldn't focus on the world; they should focus on just trying to get a proper education and knowing and developing in their minds on mm. how to be the person that they should be. I mean, that's my. I mean, what do no, y'all think good. about that? I
2: one hundred percent agree with you. I, I think though, you know, if speaking as a child who grew up in some similar situations, like you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I didn't have the internet, but I thought, um, if anything's gonna change, I'm gonna change it. Mm. Because my parents, I didn't have any confidence that they would change anything. Mm. And so I get what you're saying, growing up in a tough environment, saying, man, I just gotta survive. Mm. But I think people who grow up in that environment wanna get out. Yeah. They, and that is the epitome of change. Mm. And so I think what's true of kids who grow up in rough environments or kids who grow up in, um, you know, an environment where their parents are hardworking and, you know, they're taking care of everything, Yeah, that doesn't mean that kids in both environments want something to change. And normally the things that they want to change is how their parents are controlling their decisions. Mm. Or teachers or adults or whatever. Because there's a certain amount, you said, why do we put it on young people to make change? Because Mm. young people see the world differently and they don't make excuses like older people do. Mm. They don't make excuses for why things can't change, Mm. right? They just think, hey, this is messed up, let's fix it. But back to the wisdom situation, right? Mm. There's a lot of things that do need to change and that many wise people have attempted to change before in the past. Why hasn't it changed? So in some regard I think young people can be guilty of judgmental being judgmental. Mm. You know, it's really easy to be judgmental as a Gen Zer, I think, because you're you have access to so much knowledge and it's like, oh, why didn't Abraham Lincoln do this and why didn't George Washington do that and mm. why didn't, you know, whatever, the leaders of, uh, you know, World War II, why did they make that decision, mm. right? Yeah. And it's easy to critique history and to critique the decisions of other people when like again, like being in the practical reality of life and decisions and knowing, okay, these decisions were hard and difficult back mm-hmm. to intent and impact. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, a person's in, can, an intention can be one, one way, but the impact of what they did can turn out mm-hmm. another way. True. So, so yeah, I mean, I do put it on young people because I believe that regardless of their background, they feel that inside of themselves Mm -hmm. from an early age i don't like what the people over me are saying Mm. younger generations before gen z just had to do what the generation said gen z is the first generation to clap back for (laughs) real for real yeah like we're talking about possibly not having dollar bills anymore in the next few years yeah that's gen z Mm. you see what i'm saying like they're changing everything 62% of them want to be entrepreneurs Mm. and I have already started Mm. it's ludicrous and we're just at the tipping point we're just at the tip of this Mm. so so yeah I do kind of put it on them okay because they have the tools they have the understanding they have the and that's a sad place to be Because, to be honest, like, why haven't older generations changed much? And I think if you look back on this presidential election, the reason for this, make America great again, go back. Right? Mm. And what does the other administration seem to be saying? Let's move forward in progress. So Mm. anything that seems to be going back or seems to be staying the same is going to be very uncool. Mm. And so... Mm. So, yeah, there's a lot there on that, but...
0: Hmm.
1: I think about... I like that. I'm concerned about their development, I guess. That's where I'm at. What Um, do you mean? Meaning that I I understand that they should be or putting it on them to change the world or their Mm -hmm. impact, but it's back to the intent. Mm-hmm. It's back to um, their their movement, their desire. Uh, I look at my own life as a young man. A lot of things I didn't understand until I was older, a little bit older, and mm-hmm. my mind is developing, and I'm 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 shaping into this man that that comes natural, nothing that culture has taught me. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yes. And so I think about Gen Z in that point. Like they're young and full of energy. They have desire. They see brokenness. They want things change but what about their mental development? You get what I'm saying? Yes. Will their minds change as they get older? Oh, well, mom and dad was right in this area. Right. Well, darn it. You know what I'm saying? Also, it's, It's. I try to think of that. Yes, the future is up to you, but also understand that it's a slow process of getting there. <laughs> Jordan Peterson has this, is, uh, he has this rule, it's called clean your room. And so what he was saying in that is that before you try to fix the world, understand yourself all right clean your room yeah you get what i'm saying and, exactly. and it's, it's not to downplay them it's to help them to understand that there is pushback in the world yeah that the world goes against the grain of the things you want and desire mm-hmm. not everything goes your way some things do fail you get what i'm saying yeah some for sure. people live leave your life and don't come back like for sure and so it's this is this certain development in in young people that they need, so they can see the impact that they want. No one, get what I'm saying? 100 percent agreed. And, and so that's
2: why we need mentors, right? You know, yeah. We need parents to be mentors. We need coaches, teachers to be mentors. We need, and, and the reason for that is again, the world is going way too fast. Mm. Why do they need mentors? Because the world was slower in the 80s and in the 90s, and dad was around more. Mm. You know, yeah. dad was available more <laughs> because travel and, and knowledge and information, aunties and uncles were around more. Yeah. These kids are learning everything on their phone. Yeah. Mom and dad are basically just props that bring food and groceries home for mm. the most. I'm not saying every parent. okay. Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of great parents out there that are doing it right. Absolutely. OK. But if you look at the trends in America, it's not going up that people are going to church more. Right. It's going down. And that's part of, again, the judgment that Gen Z has. They've looked at older people, religious leaders as well, and they mm. said, it's your fault things are like this in society. Mm. Yeah. You've done kumbaya, prayers, and taken up collections and built bigger buildings, and all of this stuff is still happening. Your priorities mm-hmm. are wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's very judgmental, mm-hmm. okay? But some of that stings, bro, like with truth. Yeah. You know? And so at some point, Gen Z's right about stuff, <laughs> right? Absolutely. And and there needs to be that clapback, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But back to the intent, right? The desire. I have a desire to change things. Sometimes those intentions is where they get, you know, a little off. Mm-hmm. I think because I you. Yeah. you know, is the intention to just rebel or 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 to or to um. You know, Give the finger to your parents, Mm. or is the intention really to do good in the world?
0: I think it can be both. Mm. Yeah, I do too. I think it can be both at the same time. It makes me think of, uh, you remember Facebook's motto, move fast and break things? Yes. Right? And so (laughs) I feel like that's Gen Z. They move fast, and then they break stuff. But they live in a world where they've been taught that that's normal. I mean, think about the internet. Mm. Think about Vine, how much of a hit that was, and as quickly as it came, it went away. Sure. But like there's people that are still living off them the money that they made and the success that they built for themselves Vine. on that platform. True. I mean, Logan Paul, right? The boxer, he came from Vine. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? And now he's like a YouTube star or whatever. But and so we live in a world where mm. you can create a viral video. Yes. The problem is everybody's trying to create a viral video. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so like like you said, the world is moving too fast, but at the same time, there is this Neo realism that says that you can extremely quickly become rich and famous by producing something fast. True, the problem with that is you have to reproduce at the right place at the right time and the right moment, and the right people have to see it. It's really this impossible algorithm that people get lucky on. It's just that a bunch of people can get lucky now because the internet's so big, there's so much information out there, and there's so many things being shared, and so, um. It lends to not going slow. It lends to not listening to people of influence in your life. It lends to not heeding wisdom Mm -hmm. because there is this real tangible reality that I have this million dollar ticket in my hand and it's called a phone. Do you get what I'm saying? And it legitimately, if I post the right thing at the right time, can change my life. If I have the right conversation with the right person, it can change my life. I'm not saying that's right, but I'm saying it is so. Right. And so I think we have to understand that when we engage this generation. And like you said, when we're talking about intent and we're talking about desires and stuff like that, like there are some things that are real for them that weren't real for us. Like I think about my desire to become a professional football player or soccer player. Right. Growing up, like statistically, bro, it's almost impossible. But I I damn near give 20, 20 years of my life to it. <laughs> I gave 20 years <laughs> yeah. of my life to something that's like almost impossible. And I almost did it.
2: Yeah. Mm, yeah.
0: Got close, but no cigar. Right. Uh, Hmm. and so, but but for them, your
2: intent to, was your intent to become rich off of that? Or was your intent to become, you know, just a great soccer player?
0: I mean, my intent was to get hella rich, take care of my family, change, change the trajectory of my family and myself forever. That was my intent. Um, and so I think for a lot of kids, that is true. Like, that's their intent right their yeah. intent is to yo i'm gonna make that next video it's gonna go viral i'm gonna you know what i'm saying like when i'm hearing them talking like when tiktok first came out it was like who's got the most followers oh this kid at my school's got hundred thousand yeah. followers already this kid yeah at my school's doing this and doing that and i'm like that's what's im that's what's important to yeah. them you know mm. no i got you. because they want to be known right they want to be known yes mm. and so that that space creates this full sense of being known Right, but then there's also the other part of them. In the same way, they they care about the problems in the world, and they also care about whether they can get a job and feed their families. They want to be like superstars out there, but at the same time, they want to come home and be loved by their parents. Yeah, that they, was why I asked you. They want to come home and they want to come home and you know curl up with their their mom and dad and watch a show or have a conversation or be hugged or be kissed or yes. have a home cooked meal. They want to you know play on a great team, and at the same time, you know, be able to have real conversations with their coaches. They want to do well in school or get out of school, but at the same time have mm-hmm. good relationships with teachers. And so, though we see these parts of them that are being projected, right, and all the bravado and all those different types of things, and that is more real than it ever has been, there is are still on the flip side of that, this other part of them that needs to be nurtured and cared for and um, cherished mm-hmm. and seen and understood. Um, And I think that's where we come in as influencers and we can help bridge the gap between those two worlds. But I think once again, we also have to understand that it's more reasonable than ever for a kid to think that they can get rich on social media. Yeah. So it's like not when you Yeah, so like your kids aren't living in fantasy land. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it just it just makes the conversation so different and it it means that it means that we when we have those conversations can't just dismiss their dreams as if they're not reality like right. our parents did to us. Like what are you talking about? How are you going to go and do that? Yeah, are exactly. you out of your mind? Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's, they're not out of their mind anymore. Yeah, I know. That's
2: true. That's basically what I was told when I was a young man. I mean, I was in a a rock band for several years and produced an album and sometimes i look back and i thought man i wish we had i wish we would have had youtube growing up cuz we I, my 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 life may look totally different now if i would have had youtube as a teenager mm. you get what i'm saying and bro so,
0: i wonder if i'm sorry to interrupt you but i wonder if there are a lot of people out there who are seeing this younger generation and are jealous
2: 100%
0: and maybe that's 100%. why we respond to them the way that we do like you're saying man if i'd had that when i was your oh, age yeah. My life, my life would be so different right now. We almost take it out on
2: them. Gary Gary V said that. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it's a jealousy, one hundred percent. We're jealous. I didn't think about that. Yeah, we're jealous of how easy they've had it. You know, but to say they've had it easy is really not even an understatement. It's like a misstatement because you can have things easy. But if you don't have, part of the joy that I have from the years of the things that I did to make it, like, I went and drove all around the country in a nasty van to play some of the worst venues you could imagine. It cost me money to play those shows. Mm. You get what I'm saying? To play for a handful of people that don't care. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so on the internet, if you're just jamming out in your bedroom, Mm. you can get popular. But, like, part of the popularity is not just people liking you. It's... I would say popularity, the experience is not just people liking you, mm. but it's the actual experience of the journey, the journey, you know what I mean? And so that's where the wisdom stuff comes in. I think all of that, you know, fame, popularity, all of that stuff is great. But at the end of a person's life, what they have is their character. Amen. Right. And so all of these experiences and all of that stuff shape your character And, you know, what we were talking about earlier, you get these desires, you look on the internet, you see stuff, oh, I want to change the world. And then you set your heart, you get your mind made up of the thing that you're going to do. And your intentions may or may not be right, you know? This is why I asked you earlier, like, why was it soccer? To make a bunch of money or to be the best, right? Intention matters so much because the things that we do have an impact, Yeah. right? And so I think we've got to be able to sit with young people and help them think through their intentions exactly like yeah. what do you what do you want this to turn out to be mm. you know what I mean and I think that's the problem this is where we get into wisdom right like I think a lot of mentors before in the past they wanted to like just download all of their knowledge mm. just sit there and let me drone on and lecture you and they yeah. called that mentorship mm. you get what I'm saying and so I think a lot of that's changed now the men go ahead
0: I think it's changed so much because of the individualized nature of what it means to be a Gen Z. Mm. And here's what I mean, right? So, when you were growing up, there's only a certain amount of things you could do. True. Right? When I was growing up, there's only a certain amount of things you could do. And so, it's like, you're gonna be an athlete, you're gonna be a businessman, mm. you're gonna be this, you're gonna be that. Now, you can dang near be whatever you want. I mean, et- you can create your own Pinterest, thing if you want to. If you're a And so now, yep. And so now, Right. Wow. The conversation's so different because before it was about downloading. Because what it really was about was meeting the right person and getting a leg up.
2: Yeah, that's true. It's not about that anymore. <laughs> right.
0: It's about how do you. It's how Yeah. How do you help this young person craft whatever it is that's in their heart to do in a way that's actually going to. Yeah. What and it's actually going to produce something for their life. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And it might just be that. And you yeah. might have to help them think through that too, because yeah. it might just be that it produces happiness. Right. And like, let's not like brush that to the side and nothing you know what i'm saying because they may have a regular job and then go do this thing like i love it that uh super bowl ad that took that dolly Parton song and remixed it five to nine instead of nine to five Mm. it said working five to nine because it was squarespace and it was talking about that side hustle Mm. that people go home and do and that's so common now everybody's got side hustles i mean we've all got them right that's true and so what's your (laughs) five to nine and like oftentimes it's your five to nine that gives you the most joy True. You know what I'm saying? True. And so helping kids figure out if that's what's going to give them joy, understanding that it's probably going to be a five to nine, but like being okay with that. You know what I'm saying? Because like Mm. once again, there's all these influences out there making all this money, but how many of them are at the top? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like how many of us have to be okay with the things that we're going to build or are going to make maybe six figures a year, maybe if we're lucky. Mm -hmm. And we're going to grind on those things for the rest of our lives. Are we okay with that? Mm. Or are we too busy trying to be the person who made millions are we too busy trying to be apple or google right. or you know what i'm saying yeah. or starbucks it just you, you're wasting your time and i'm not saying that there aren't people that that won't happen for i'm just saying the odds of it happening yeah are very slim yeah. same with me being a professional trying to be a professional soccer player mm. and giving 20 years of my life to it now i'm not saying there wasn't a ton i didn't learn like i wouldn't be the guy i am today doing the things i am without all the stuff that i learned but once again, there was this death that had to happen of that dream, grieving it, and then taking everything that I learned and investing it in other things. Now, Man. you see what I'm saying? Yes. And and I needed people around me to help me walk through that process. But you, you know didn't. what I'm saying? I, well, fortunately, I mean, you had a few, a few people, right, that just kind of journeyed with me. But yeah, you know, having a therapist helped a ton. Yes. But it would have been great to have some mentors around me. Like I can't tell you how many times I tried to find a black male mentor couldn't find one yeah I even had black male mentors it was like I can't mentor you yeah and I'm like what the you know what I'm saying like for what why not mm. I'm a chopped liver mm. and I'm a 25 year old dude who's feeling kind of heartbroken because some older black dude doesn't want to mentor me so I can't imagine what a gen z if it like who's a teenager
2: yeah mm. you know one of the things I found that mattered to me and my mentors and I, and I realized this a little bit later on in life and I wish I could have known how to articulate this when I was young I was looking more for kindness than I was looking for knowledge. Heard a quote on that. You know what I mean? I just wanted someone that was nice to me. Mm. Like, cause everyone else that was a leader in my life just jumped down my throat for everything I did wrong or whatever it felt like, you mm. know? And so when I, when I was thinking as a young man, the kind of meant, and I had a couple of people who were like that to me, but I feel like kindness is so lacking Mm-hmm. You know, and and if there's one thing that I know Gen Z values, it is definitely that positive vibe, that positive energy, that kindness, you know, mm. you're just a lot of ugliness out there on the Internet. Period.
0: So then let's do okay. this. Let's let's just to, for our listeners, because mm. we've said a lot, if there are a couple things you were going to give to an influencer in terms of how they engage this next generation with the wisdom that they've been given from their life. Like, what would you tell them? Like, how are they going to pass that on well? How are they even going to get to the point where a young person's even listening to them so they can pass it on? What should they do? Mm
2: -hmm. That's a good question. I know uh, for myself, what I always try to do is, like, make friends with people. And, I mean, even with my children, (laughs) for better or worse. That's good, bro. That's really good. It's hard, though, because, I mean, kids, unless you're a parent, you can't really tolerate kids that much or unless you're a particularly gifted person you know because kids are just to be honest annoying (laughs) you know what I mean Truth. and so I would say that friendship component it goes a long way you know um, especially with my kids because I, I know that there's times where they feel dad lecturing them but there's also times when it comes to you know just having conversations about things where I'm not jumping kind of was talking about earlier mentors jumping down my throat where i'm not jumping down their throat i'm just having a conversation with them about why they're thinking the things that they're thinking right because this kind of goes back to desire intent impact we were Mm kind of tiptoeing around those three different topics but i personally don't feel that you can change someone's desires Mm mm-hmm People desire the things that they desire, and they're you know, if you see something that you're turned off by and something that someone desires, this is another thing for mentors. just shut up. <laughs> you know <just laughs> shut mm-hmm. up. Who cares? No one cares why you don't like what I like. Mm-hmm. I don't need your opinion, okay? Now, if you're concerned about the things that I like and what I might do, right? Maybe take the time to get to know me and become my friend because at that point, if you're concerned, you may not ever change my desires but you can kind of help me think through the intentions of my decisions that I make because of my desires it's good you get what I'm saying hmm and so so that's the thing you know I mean friendship goes a long way and um, I would say that's one of the primary things that that I try to do with people is like I'm like man I want this person to know that I can be their friend
1: hmm mm. that's good for me, as a, a single man in his early 30s, uh, what I am more passionate about right now, if I can pass down anything was that the question, to pass down. Yeah, what would Get you give influencers. to influencers to help them give wisdom to Gen Z? What do they need mm-hmm. to know? Man, for me, really close to my heart is order. Uh, I am so concerned with order because... I see that it is unescapable. Um, we thrive off of order, even if it, if you're trying to be independent, you want order in your life, you want a structure in your life. Uh, I I think about you know the stumbling blocks for humanity. You know, what 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 are things that we don't know? What are things that we can't see? Like I ask questions: How do I deal with the unknown? <laughs> how do I understand? that I won't know what's coming around the corner. Uh, if I can, anything is to educate yourself, truly try to understand your own thoughts, truly try to grow yourself, um, because when they listen to you, and they if a Gen Zer really buys into what you say, they're gonna run with it, and they're not gonna look back. Mm. That is scary to me, I'm just gonna be honest. It's scary to me. Sometimes I'm afraid. Sometimes to give Gen Zers advice because I'm, I want them to mm, really know yeah. truth. I want them to really have a good, a good peaceful life. Success is up to them, but I want them to understand how to have happiness in this life. And sometimes it's really not in what you possess. It's it's inwardly, and I think that's the wisdom part. Wisdom is more concerned with success in your heart than what you have put in your hands. And so, for me, what I can pass, if I pass down anything, and I'm still learning, so I'm not saying I've achieved this, uh, this idea, but what I am, as I'm learning and asking questions and having conversations, I'm learning that it's about, order in their own lives, man. I want them to know that. Truly, I want them to know that. I want them to know you have something to give and you have something to offer. I see that they have mixed emotions and they have multiple desires and they don't know where to place those desires. Mm-hmm. They just know what they want. I, I want this. I want that. I want this, 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 and, mm-hmm. and they just don't, they don't know how to articulate what they want.
2: Is that what you mean by order? Like helping them figure out where to put their emotions on a thing? Yes. Got and
1: because and, and it affects it affects them in their minds. It affects their relationships. And if they choose to get married, it will affect their it will mm. affect their marriage. It would affect their business if they want to run one or if they want to have children. It affects mm. their whole life. And so there are some like things saying like,
2: hey, that's not appropriate to behave this way in this context. Like kind of helping that with orderliness. Yes. You're getting at.
1: Yeah, man. It's th- and, and a
2: really abstract concept.
1: It, it, it is, man. And I, I, I'm not trying to be complex. It's, like no, I said, I I'm, get still, it. I'm still learning, but that's my desire right now. As I'm learning, I want them to not be f- fooled. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Yes. There is a reality to life that is unescapable, and there's a reality that we need to understand, mm. right? The, the world is formed in a particular way. Like there's, there's. I guess I'll end on this, like there's this pr- there's this war amongst race and gender and politics, which is cool and we need to have these conversations. But there is a way that God has designed us in a way that we, de- we need each other in, mm. and, and the order, the order and, and the way we respond mm. to each other is beautiful. There is mm. a glimpse mm. of that. And I want to know that so I can pass that down.
2: So God wants to order our lives basically.
1: He wants True. to put our life in order, put our life in order. Dang. And so that is my heart right now if i can If I can pass that down to any influencer, if you want to educate, if you have a passion to educate kids, mm-hmm. cool, do that because they need it, right? Pass down knowledge but but be critical and don't be so sure about what you think you know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, educate yourself because mm-hmm. these gen Zers need knowledge, not just information. they need solid knowledge. And so that's what I would say. That's pass down anything is to educate yourself and then pass that down to Gen Zers.
2: That's good, man. Yeah. Mm.
0: I'm thinking about um, in therapy. There's there's kind of different approaches to how you engage somebody, and they're called modalities. But there's um, modalities that focus on the client being the expert. Mm. And so what that means is the person who knows the most concerning themselves in the room is not you, the clinician. It is the client. And I think sometimes what can happen well, is we can approach Gen Z as if we're the experts on their lives.
2: Well, that's a great point. How are you gonna be the expert (laughs) on somebody else's life? I know nothing about (laughs) you, but I'm an expert. Mind blown. Bro, that's (laughs) a really great point. Do you see what
0: I'm saying? Yes. And so they're the expert on themselves. If they're the expert on their own lives, then we have to do the work of learning from the expert. Man. How Mm -hmm. can we speak into what the expert's doing if we don't even know the expertise of the expert? Right? And so I think
2: It makes me think of if you're trying
0: to influence the next generation, right? You have to listen. You have to learn. There has to be curiosity. And what I've found is a lot of times people just need a place to say the things that they think and feel out loud. They'll quickly discover the dichotomous nature of what they are saying. They'll quickly discover the things that don't make sense and the things that do. And even if they don't, you can ask them without imposing your will on them. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, like, in therapy, we call it like reflecting Mm. back what somebody says. So somebody might say something to me and I'll say that to them again. And what I'm really doing is posing the question. Do you really believe that?
2: Mm. Like helping them see their own thoughts?
0: Yeah. So a Gen Z might go to me, Hey, so I'm, I, Hey, I believe I'm transgender. And I'm like, okay, so you believe you're transgender? And then I sit and listen. Yeah. I haven't made I haven't made a statement about whether it's right or wrong. I haven't made a statement about whether it's good or bad. Right. I'm waiting for you to explain to me exactly what you mean and what you think that is. And so all I've done is just reflected back. I've removed judgment, right? I haven't given an opinion. And I'm letting this person actually really tell me what they think or feel. Once again, and I think this is important, it's something that we've been learning too, like we're finding out for this generation. A lot of this sexuality gender fluidity stuff is more protest right it's not even necessarily about sexually sexual yeah. interaction with other people because right we're, the data shows that they're doing that stuff less right right and i know that they're interacting way more through technology yeah for sure and what sex is to them is kind of evolving that's a whole different conversation right but the point that's is point, the point is like we need to once again we're in a massively individualized culture That means people use Toms differently. True. You know what I'm saying? Like, I say dope all the time. Yeah. I don't mean drugs. (laughs) Right. I mean, that's good. You see what I'm saying? Somebody else hears me say dope and they might think I'm actually talking about drugs, right? And (laughs) rightfully so. And so my point is, like, we're using words for all different types of meanings, right? Right. And so we need to understand... The meaning of that person, once again, they're the expert on their lives, and we need to understand what it is fully for them to be them, and at that point, if we've listened in that much, we will have the right to speak into their lives, and they will listen when we do. And because we've listened so much, we won't speak into their lives in a way that is detrimental to the relationship we have with them because we'll value it so
2: much. Mm. Man, that's so good. Because you don't mess up what you value, no. You're not just gonna you smash take care it, it, break it. Yeah, you you you're, you're careful with it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the point. Sometimes they can sense that we don't value them in conversation because nope. we're not careful. We
0: value them. control, mm. so we're trying to control them. We value control over the relationship. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not really a relationship. It's a power differential, and we're trying to abuse them, basically. Mm. Mm. Essentially, it's what we're doing. Gosh, Call it whatever you want. So
2: hard though, because I don't think most influencers do that out of spite no are.
0: not at all we do it out of our own sense of fear
2: that's another thing i'd pass on don't be afraid don't let your which is control hard to do yeah, so it's, it's
0: like very hard it's not even i wouldn't even say probably don't be the afraid. hardest thing i wouldn't even say don't i wouldn't even say don't be afraid i'd just say admit you're afraid mm. what would it look like for you that's to good. say to a gen z man transparent what you said right now really scared me mm. now you're allowing them to enter into a relationship with you you've taken what? a risk you've been vulnerable Dang. right So just tell them how you feel. Yeah, just tell them you're scared. Like, I don't know what this conversation is supposed to look like. My generation didn't do this stuff. I'm terrified about what you're saying right now. I'm not trying to be judgmental. I'm just being honest. Yeah, I love you. And I'm here. We're here right now together. And I'm I'm here with you. I'm just saying,
2: I don't, I'm afraid.
0: And they might say, I'm afraid too. Guess what? You just built a bridge.
2: That might be one of the most best single pieces of wisdom that I've heard on dealing with, with someone. Mm. I've found that that's in, in myself, and, and I've got a 12-year-old. A well, yeah, he'll be 12 soon. But I've got, you know, a preteen, and I cannot explain the kind of fear that possesses my soul mm. constantly with just, man, what if they do this and this happens, or what if they that and that happens. So. Mm. And I think
0: to just tie a bow on it and do what we always do, which is give a little Christian perspective. Mm. And all that I'm, this is my world right now. The incarnation. Mm. That is incarnational, bro. God becoming a man, you stepping into that young person's life, Mm. I'm scared too. Mm. You think Jesus didn't experience fear? 100%. He didn't let it overcome him, right? Mm. You see what I'm saying?
2: And the humility. He left perfection. He left heaven.
0: He became a human.
2: I think we always expect them to come to us. Mentors go to them, incarnation.
0: We got to enter in. That's so. Good. That's how you enter. You enter into it too, with them, right? Enter into the fear with them. Enter into the shame with them. Enter into the guilt with them. Enter into the pain with them. Enter into the joy, right? Mm. That's what God did for us. Mm. That's why
2: He hangs on a freaking cross. Mm. He became our sin. For yeah, us. It became our shame. You know, I always, I always think of that when I take communion. I focus on the bread because I realize the blood is the death of Christ but that body was his life hmm and, and he gave th- it the way I've dealt with my guilt before has been like not only did Jesus die for my sins like you can die and still be ashamed of yourself because you know Jesus died for you like I'm an old sinner but Jesus died for me but not only did Jesus die for me he lived for me hmm so all this shame that I have over my life and the decisions that I made wrong Jesus never made wrong decisions he lived the perfect life for me in my place, man. So,
0: and that's what Gen Z is need to hear. There they is have, a, they don't have to be perfect. There's a God that will take their shame. Mm. There's a God has taken. Yeah, and not just take it, but enter into it with them. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's not just the justification. Like, okay, before God, I've been made righteous, or however you want to say it. Yeah. I, like my debt to death has been paid. Wherever you land on atonement, mm. right. But, like, in a present sense, so good. God has now entered into your world and is with you in the midst of whatever it is that you are experiencing. Mm. That does not separate you. Romans 8, right? Mm. What now shall separate me from the love of God? Nothing. There is no condemnation for those who are now in Christ. So good. Right? Like,
2: that's real. He'll sit with you in your imperfection. Yes. 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 But we won't do that with our own. We think we're more righteous than Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. You can't be in this church. You can't be in this. (sighs) Deep.
0: All right. I think this episode is in the books, guys. What do you think? Yes. Yeah. All right.
2: I really enjoyed
1: this conversation. Say
2: law and like pray after this. (laughs) It's great stuff, man. We hope
0: you guys enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed talking about it. Uh, Like we like to say, this is the uh, beginning of the conversation, not the end. Hit us up on social. Mm -hmm. If you guys want to continue the conversation, join our Facebook group, Influence and Gen Z. Uh, If you love the content that we produce, uh, we'd love you guys to consider financially supporting us. Go to RLTK.io, click the donate button. Uh, We love you guys. Uh, We're grateful for you, and we look forward to continuing on this journey with you. Peace.
2: Peace out.